Back at the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill Caskey here. Finally, Brian Neal, we're in the same room. Hasn't it, though? Had a great trip. I took my family out to California. Did you know this? I, I did. I, I, this. I heard that. Yeah. And uh, with four kids, and we flew across the country first time in an airplane and, and hotels and that sort of thing. I had a great, great, great time. Um, you come back more tired than when you left, when you travel across Well, you were in globe. lots of different cities and lots of we different were moving. Days, so. It was very, very active, but very, very, very enjoyable time. And California is a great I place to California. go. Highly recommend you yeah. take people there. And then, of course, you know, when you travel, you just, you know. Have you ever been to an amusement park? I'm sure you have. Most people have. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen anyone actually happy at an amusement park ever? <laughs> no. no, no one is. That's the word no, amusement. No one walking around the amusement park is happy. <laughs> at some point through the day, everyone is melting down. So many parents like, stop right now or we're leaving. We had the worst, worst lunch I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm all pissy and throwing things around and sweating and then. <laughs> I asked Anna, I'm like, Anna, go pick a seat anywhere you want to sit. She picks the only seat that's in the dead of the sun. It's like sitting right next to the sun, like we're on on uh, Venus or something like this that. This is fun. Or Mercury. It was brutal. Yeah. And then, then we just we generally just looked at each other and laughed. It's so fun. But it, it's a great time. Very, very fun. Jane uh, and Kara and I went to uh, Disney World when Kara was really small. And um, Jane loves to talk to people. So you get on the shuttle bus, and all of a sudden she's talking, and Kara and I are looking at each other, and she's always talking to people. So at the end of the day, Kara comes up to me. She goes, Mommy made a lot of friends today, didn't she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, while you were in um, – you were in vacationing in California. I was vacationing at the Klipsch Music Center in Indianapolis. Went to you? see Steve Miller. Oh, I love Steve Journey. Miller. Yay. Journey. And, and uh, Tower of Power. You probably yeah, don't know. Tower, you know Tower of Power? Oh, Tower of Power Brass. They played yeah. Huey Lewis oh. in the News. Fantastic. Oh, they were good. They oh, they're good. awesome. But it, it, uh, I said to my wife, I said, you know, the first couple songs, Steve Miller comes out. And, and he's kind of just, he's just strumming his guitar, playing. His voice yeah. is still good. And the band's really good. But yeah. I said... I reached over to her. I said, he's mailing it in. Oh. He's mailing this thing in. And then I got on my uh, phone and I looked on Wikipedia. Well, he's yeah. 71 years old. <laughs> he's Steve just Miller. mailing it Steve in Miller, at 71. 71. Really? I didn't realize he, he was that old. And I said, okay, I'll cut him some slack. He was very <laughs> A little good. bit of slack. <clears throat> but the one thing I found interesting about concerts, you know, you go to concerts and you, you have a lot of, and I'm a middle-aged white man, not, not <laughs> overweight maybe, but there's a lot of middle-aged no, uh, middle-aged people, overweight yeah. people at concerts. And why is it that when you have a few beers and you're coming back to your seat, you go two rows below it because there's nobody in the way to cross, and then yeah. you climb. Right. You climb Because you can. Because you weigh 290 pounds and you got two beers, and you're <laughs> and trying to and step trying on the seat yeah, and not spill the beers. beers. Oh, I wish I had. Fantastic. I should have just started my video. Back just, in the day. Uh, the GoPro. You have to do that. But, uh we um, uh, last week we had to do the couple solo podcasts, mm-hmm. and I'm reading now. I anticipated getting about we have about seventy five to ninety thousand downloads every every week, and so I anticipated after last week that I would have about seventy five to eighty thousand emails. Uh-huh. Those of you who listen know what You're I'm talking about. Everybody so. to I did I, I, just about everybody. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. we have good listeners. And I have expectations of them. Well, I didn't get. 85,000, but I did get some, and I've chosen a few to do little shout-outs to here. So, so remind us uh, of what the uh, Yeah, so I, I gave was. you it was an action, action-oriented action podcast. This was a very simple thing. I said, I'll give you five things that you can do right now. Even as you're listening, I told you to pull over if you're driving. Mm-hmm. Do them right now. And so people did, and then they emailed me, and they told me what they did. Now, that was The fifth thing was email me mm-hmm. at podcast.com and tell, me, tell you what you did. So it was connect with someone and or post something on LinkedIn, send a close-the-file email, Record your sales message and listen to it, and then just connect two people in your network, uh-huh. two people in your network. And then the fifth one was send Brian an email. So I'm sure the problem was 
they didn't know where to send the email. Send so the email, listener yeah. at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com is where we send it. It's great, great stuff. Uh, Jeff P., we don't get permission to use people's names. I did a little Mr. Bill voice. Yeah, that's, that's an old callback from a 70s uh-huh. version of Saturday Night Live here in the States. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. It's a great little thing. YouTube it. And a guy on his, uh, he said he completed four of those. Uh, thanks. Love you guys and gals. And he put a picture of Mr. <laughs> Bill on there. So that. thank you, Jeff P. That Very clever. just was really, really uh, outstanding. And then Kelly M. Uh, has done just, uh, she's done four of the five. She's working on number four, which that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark A. Um, is doing this. It's very good. Thank you, Mark A. Uh, Jason M. did four. Didn't I didn't do the close the account one. <laughs> I will create a funnel. I'm resist, but resisting that. I've been resisting <laughs> of course, that. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Jason M., listen to a few more episodes. I'm <laughs> sure you'll get there. Yeah. That might have been the toughest of the four. It though. probably was, yeah. Especially if you, you're not of that mindset where you haven't been listening to podcasts, maybe you don't understand abundance and detachment. It's, it's really tough. It is, it is tough first time you're trying that. So it's tough no matter what. You know, yeah, no, that's true. And then uh, Edwin A., Edwin A., love the podcast. Uh, put a quote up on LinkedIn. Love that. Love the bias toward action. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So, and there are about seventy thousand more. I just picked ten there. <laughs> of, course read, there so. of course, we'll there leave are. those alone. So, all right. So, topic today. Yeah. Um, one thing that was uh, that happened yesterday in London, England. You've uh, spent some time there, of course. We have a lot of podcast listeners. We do listeners some good in the ones. UK. Uh, Wimbledon. It did just finished. It's fortnight. I love to say that. What is I, I never I never that? use it. Two weeks. Oh, a is it really? Is two weeks. They I call did, the Wimbledon fortnight. I didn't know this. Yes. How do you spell it? Fort. F O R T N I N I G H T. I didn't know. I that. think, yeah. Fortnite. We'll have to get we'll our, have fact, our checker fact checker. And make sure. sure. Tell us <laughs> and make sure that Tower Power Brass did play with Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> That's by the right. Way, which I'm pretty pretty certain that they did. Uh, Fortnite. Okay, good. Yeah. So anyway, nice. so we just watched that. You watched it. I watched it. We started talking today about uh, what happened in the finals, and it was Roger yeah. Federer against Novak Djokovic in the finals. Yep. And uh, Novak was rated uh, was seated one, and Federer four, and. Yep. and uh, Novak won in five sets. But it was um, more about the story after the match yeah. that we started talking about. So why don't you kind of lay the groundwork there of what you heard, and let's talk about it. Yeah, we sure. learning lessons from it. I think uh, we, we talked about there's a, there's a movie called Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich, and this is going to be Being Novak Djokovic <laughs> is the episode here. We'll tie these things to sales. But what was interesting to me, I'm not a huge tennis fan. I know you play. My wife plays. Um but I love watching Wimbledon especially because there's so much pomp and circumstance behind it. And uh, Novak was very, very emotional mm-hmm. after the match. And in all of his post-match interviews, um, he kept saying the same thing. I thought, man, this is good podcast material. He said everything about it being a mental, emotional yeah. element that allowed him to win this match and nothing about his preparation or his technique strategy. or his strategy or anything yeah. like that, yeah. nothing at all. And it just really struck me. And everything, he just went some, down so many paths. And so I thought, what, what, can we, what do we learn from watching him win Wimbledon for the seventh time? Is that right? No, no. he won for the third, oh, third time, time, I think. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Still, not too shabby. Roger had won seven times. He was going oh, for Oh, Roger eight. had yeah. won. Oh, that's where I goofed that up. Okay, gotcha. Either way, we'll take three Wimbledon yeah. titles. But what did we learn from him? And what, what did you – I mean, I was just really marked by how um, – how emotional he was, and you could tell there were things going on in his mind that none of us had access to that that he did yeah. that he knew were part of the reasons that he uh, he was standing where he was holding that championship cup up. Don't you plate. love it when people get emotional when they win? I love it. I mean, I, I, love I know it. that there's people get they, they 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 it's kind of a let loose after they lose, but I love it because there's so much. There's a story there about yep. why why did they get emotional? We're going to talk about some of those reasons, but that's really what. 
it's almost like when, when we coach someone and we're coaching them on their story or coaching them on their value and they get emotional, that's a, that's a well there. worth going down. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because you think of people like Djokovic or you think of or Michael Malkovich. Jordan mm-hmm. in basketball in the States or you think of uh, other premier type of athletes or performers and you see them get emotional and you think, that's Michael Jordan, man. Why is he crying? Yeah. He's the best guy. Of course he's, he's going to win. four times. Yeah, yeah, Djokovic is when's his third time. Why is he bawling? It's because they're so vested in what they're doing. So yeah. we want to talk about what that means for us in the sales world. So yeah. what did you write down there, Bill, for, for under the heading of being like Djokovic? Well, I, I've got three lessons here that I learned from that just in our conversation and from watching. Is And this is, this is a weird one. I don't know where to go with it, but I'll put it All out right. there and Let's you can tell it. me what you think of it. Being the best is an easy goal. You know, sometimes we mm. get into this thing where we say, well, I'd like to be in the top 10%. Well, if Novak Djokovic wanted to be in the top 10%, that's a little hard to, to determine. But he wanted to be the best player he can be. He wanted to be the best at Wimbledon, and he was. And I wonder if, if, our, if our desire to be the best in anything, whether it's sports or sales or leadership, isn't an easier thing to get our, our arms around. Interesting. Now, that's different because there's actually a, an event. Being the best leader in the world, I don't know if there's an event that would – would dictate whether you are or not. But I like the idea of being the best. I think I like that's that. an interesting concept. So interesting. I was just talking to a, a friend of my daughter's who's a really, really good tennis player, and she's kind of on that cusp of would she play like full-time and on the tour and all this stuff. And I was asking her about her goals. Now, keep in mind, she's going in seventh grade. Okay. She said, one of my goals is to be number one in the region next year. And I think the region is pretty big, so it's mm-hmm. a pretty big deal. And I thought, wow, that's really good. Now, what you just said, I think, hmm, I wonder if there's a kid in the United States who said, my number one goal is to be the best player in seventh grade yeah. in the United States yeah. or in the world. Someone is saying that. Interesting. Yeah. And does that, that dictate then what yeah. you put into it, how many miles yeah. you run, how many sleds you pull and all that? I heard a great quote that said, uh, the, uh, the brain answers the question that it's asked. And yeah. so if you ask the question of the brain, how can how I be the I, best in yeah, the region, you'll get that question. answer. Yeah. And then if you ask, how do I be the best in the world, you get that answer too. Yeah. Very, very yeah. good. That's right. We should just stop right there, shouldn't we? Okay, I've got one here. Right, Ready? Go. Uh, we talked about this over and over, but it was so true yesterday. He mentioned in his post game, Djokovic did, about um, being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. He said, when I, when I was down, he lost the first set. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he said, they were asking him, how'd you get back on track? That's always the quote, the quote from Insta. How'd you get back on track? How'd you turn it around? Mm-hmm. He said, I had to get in the present moment. I just had to realize that I was at Wimbledon playing a match. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was his turn to serve. Yeah. And that was it. You had to forget what and what how many times we've seen that in tennis, what right? what will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. People fall apart or whatever, or the other guy gets momentum or the other guy falls apart. Yeah. I mean, you see it in football a lot where a team has a 21-point lead heading into the fourth quarter, and they start playing not to lose. They get out of the present moment. They start thinking about the champagne after the game. Yep, yep. So if you're in a sales call, physically in the sales call or in the sales process, you've got to check yourself and say, where am am I in the present moment? Or have I already counted this deal as done? Or have I already lost it? Or whatever that is. Yeah, that goes for a job interview, goes for uh, anything. It's good. I had that one, too, so I'm going to mark that off. Okay, that's good. Uh, you know, one of the things he did after he won was he, he was very clear about the three people he wanted to acknowledge. Yeah, he was. One was um, his uh, new wife and unborn child, yet-to-be-born child. Yep. Uh, one was his family and the coaches in, in his box. And the third was a coach of his that taught him a lot about tennis when he was young, who died last year. Mm. And I, so mine is a cause bigger than yourself. Oof. And do, can, you, can you find a cause... And sometimes I think we ask, 
we ask ourselves the question, or we ask people to question, well, why do you do what you do? Why are you in the logistics business or in the financial planning business? And to me, that's a good question to determine, is that cause worth fighting for? Mm-hmm. And if it's just, well, so I can make a lot of money, or if it's just so I can provide for my family, that's, that's a cause bigger yeah. than yourself. But I'm wondering still if the cause in a lot of cases is, well, I want to supply enormous value to my clients because I was where they were now, and I, I don't want it to happen to them again. Yeah. I mean, what are those causes? And I think his cause was huge. It's really, really good. And you can have that. Like you said, it doesn't have to be – I saw uh, when I was on vacation, we, we were you know sightseeing, and, and Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis Telethon, yeah. actor, comedian, he owns a boat in the harbor there in San Diego where we were, and a guy's like, hey, that's Jerry Lewis's boat. It comes down about once a year. He had a cause. His kids are his cause. Yeah. His acting was the means to his cause, to make the money and the relationships to get his friends to come in and have a telethon and raise money. Yeah, very good. good. Bigger cause. Okay, here's a quote. Ready? All right. Quote, this is a B. Neal quote. Just made it up. Here we go. It's what you don't see that produces what you do see. Mm-hmm. It's what you don't see that produces what you do see. So what we see is the snapshot over the fortnight. Thank you very much. <laughs> right? Call over the fortnight. Uh-huh. You, we you see this very quickly, don't you? Uh, it's all action-oriented. Uh, so over these two weeks, we see these people play tennis, and we see them in that moment, right? We see them make these great, phenomenal shots. We think, oh, my God, Novak Djokovic is amazing. Roger Federer is amazing and this and that. And then – Wimbledon's over, yeah. and we go home. Guess what they're doing today? Yeah. They're practicing, aren't they? Yeah. They're out hitting balls, right? They're out do, pulling the sled, and the, they're yep. doing the next yep. thing because yep. they're getting ready for the next tournament. It's what you don't see that produces what you do see. You see people all the time working out. Or I'm sorry, you see them when, uh, at, a, at a party or someone's in great shape. You're like, yeah, that guy's in great shape. God, those jeans. God, he and, born and, those and look, he just, he just eats everything in front of him at the party. Yeah. What you don't see is him eating you know, the, the, the kale salad, and you don't see him doing 9,000 push-ups or sit-ups. <laughs> exactly. It's what you don't see exactly. that produces what you do see. So be a someone that does good things when people aren't watching. Yeah. I had uh, one similar to that, and that was I was at my gym the other day, and there's, and there's a big sign that says, there's a game before the game. Yeah. And, you know, when you're uh, officiating in any kind of sports or, or acting, anything, there's always a game before the game, yeah. and that's the game you don't see. It's and that's the game that's probably that's much more important than the real game because by the time the game gets gets there, it's all yeah. wrote, it's all memory. Yeah, and in sales, it's the practice, rehearsal, the preparation, all the things we talk about on this yeah. podcast that you have to do. By mere fact that you're listening, tells me you're already pretty good at that. Question is, could yeah. you could you be better? And I like your assignment from last week where you had people um, tell their story into their phone yeah. or just record it and listen back to it. And you'll learn a lot from that. You oh don't even gosh. have to have somebody critique that. No. You can just. Do it and do it and do it and listen. And as you do it, your mind will just naturally get better at it. But if you do it once and never do it again, and the next time you try it is on a sales call, it's not going to be as – you just need to be more committed to it than that. Yeah, there's no, no doubt about it. Yeah. And one of our friends that I read off earlier uh, did uh, hers four times. She oh, did she really? Okay, times, good. There you go. Hey. So they're doing it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Good. Is it time to close? We're up against <laughs> a hard break here. Oh, I guess yeah, I'm podcasting. It's the really end of the fortnight. <laughs> We're going into the fight night. Fortnight. Fortnite. Five night. So what's the name of the show? Being uh, Ed Malkovich? Being Novak Djokovic, not being John Malkovich. Okay. It's being Novak Djokovic. That's another one. All right. That's good. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.